You're listening to Geeks Unleashed, a podcast that covers what's current in the world of pop culture. I'm Mark Brassington, and I'm in London. And I'm Jasmine in Texas. Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed. This is episode 101. I'm Mark. I'm Jasmine. That really threw me off then. I was like, I literally was like, 99, 99. I was like, yeah. 99. <laughs> <laughs> 101 and we're still yeah. here we're still here you can't get rid of us <laughs> yeah they won't take uh, well, us they won't take us down <laughs> um all right so if you are watching us on youtube thank you so much uh we would really appreciate it if you would like this video and subscribe to our channel so that you know when we upload new episodes and if you are listening on your favorite podcast platform we appreciate that as well we would also love it if you would give us a five-star review on apple Podcasts, google or spotify We'd also love it if you would give us all your money. Um, oh, or some of it, not all of it. I mean, we're not we're not tyrannical. <laughs> just a little bit'll do. <laughs> just a couple of just a couple of mil. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just a few bucks here and there. Come on, know, guys. <laughs> that that yacht isn't going to buy itself. Exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> no, seriously, just buy us a comic or a cup of tea or a coffee. Apparently, you Americans like coffee. Coffee uh, is delicious. And I'm sure like, that more than just Americans like coffee. That I can confirm. I don't like coffee. Well, um, you are weird. <laughs> I don't like the smell, the taste. What? Oh, my no. God. I love the smell. I mean, like, to be fair, to be fair, I haven't had a coffee in like 20, 25 years. But oh I think God. I tried I think I tried it once when I was like 18 or 19. I was like, no, this is not for me. I love coffee. I've, I switched to decaf um, about a year ago, but... I I still drink quite a bit of decaf coffee. I just love the flavor. I like tea. I drink iced tea. Mm, I'm not <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, fizzy drinks, but that is part of my regime now to work that out and get rid. So. Well, I mean, you can still have fizzy water. Yeah, I'd probably move to that. So I'm trying to move more to water. Yeah, so. got to. Yeah, I've got maybe I've got a step like Coke, fizzy water, then just water. So, yeah, yeah. I think if I was going to do fizzy water, that'd have to be flavored. I've gotten used to plain. Um, Topo Chico is my favorite. It's a it's a Mexican fizzy water that is readily available here. So I don't know about that. <laughs> or just normal tap water probably is the way to go. So okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna set myself a goal really over the next week. I think. Over the next week, I'm going to try and move to just diet or max or zero, whatever. Mm. Um, and then I think after that, then I need to phase to to maybe maybe fizzy water <laughs> and then water. Yeah, it's a step. I, I, the energy drinks I am I have been cutting out. I like really reduce those because mm-hmm. uh, they are obviously not good for you and should really not be allowed to be sold. And um, <laughs> so. <laughs> um there was a point where i'd have like four or five energy drinks a day like, oh my I got, gosh i know i know i got down to one a day like no wonder ago. you're so okay with staying up all hours of the night oh i don't have them now i don't have that many now like now i've got it down to like one or two energy drinks a week now like so okay uh i had one yesterday not today um but i'm just gonna try and get through literally till well literally now i'm going without one so uh, I'm gonna allow myself like one slip up this week if I need to, but then that that's it's gotta be gone now. Energy drinks are not good. You gotta you gotta start slow. Don't take everything away at one time. 
that's what I mean. I tried. Yeah. So last week I tried starting the week with taking away everything, and then I realised that that wasn't going to work. So oh. I, if I needed some sugar, I went and got just a can of Coke rather than a whole bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but I have I have had the old, I have got the old bottle here and there this week, but or the last seven days, but I thought. Uh, just work it out. I thought if I can get rid of the energy drinks all, the, all together this week, then we'll work on the fizzy other fizzy drinks next week. Yeah. So, um, yep. You can't uh, take everything. Start small and just like work your way down the hill. That's all you. I'm, I'm in my forties now. You know, I'm not going to live forever. So, <laughs> as the song goes. So, um, anyway, gonna move on to the catch up bit. Um, uh, I know you haven't really caught up on much, so we're gonna nah. <laughs> talk, talk, we're gonna talk about a trailer in a minute. But we'll talk about the one thing I have watched all of. Uh, Netflix is The Watcher, so seven episodes dropped the other day. I watched them all within about two days. Um, I did start watching. I'll come back to The Watcher. I did start watching Narcos this week. Watched the first three episodes. Um, I'm not gonna talk about that right now. I haven't watched enough to form an opinion. Um, but I watched all of The Watcher within like 48 hours and it was what i would say is it was addictive mm-hmm. it was well written um i loved where it was set i loved all of the the setting the houses i've always thought to myself as a british man how if i was going to live in america i'd love to live somewhere like this with these huge houses they did say the price of this house though was three million which if it was three million in new jersey it, it's probably like five million over here yeah and, um so um i always say house right in your budget right <laughs> well i've got i've got four of them already yeah. like, and uh one for each season of the year so <laughs> uh, like, uh so it's yeah the setting's really nice you know i did think the acting was good i love i loved the uh sort of switcheroos that they kept doing you know mm-hmm. is it this person is it that person it was you know the misdirection was great uh it's a typical binge watch show the addiction was there you know you like literally next episode next episode like what i wanted to get on go but i think i think actually i've got a feeling i watched all six episodes on saturday and then i watched the seventh one on sunday mm-hmm. and um so what I, I i looked it up the watcher is based off a real event uh the only thing That's i believe disturbing. yeah so this is a dramatized version where 90 percent of it is made up uh maybe even 95 percent of it's made up the only thing they actually kept was true was the letters and um the uh the address which i feel sorry for the real occupants of 657 boulevard uh in new jersey because i'm sure they're going to get a lot of mail soon so uh if they if they have not started getting mail i am assuming it's probably on its way and a lot of tourism for their house oh yeah so so it's not the same house it's just the address they kept um i'd be fuming if i owned that house oh, I, yeah. I, I, I i'm honestly i think within the next two or three weeks we're gonna start seeing articles of the owners who are just sick of all the people showing up and all oh yeah it happened with breaking bad they right. used to go and throw pizzas on the roof of the house that was used in the show but like it's an actual house can you imagine oh, like you you I, I wake that. up and yeah. you're like going to work and it's freaking pizzas like falling off the roof of your house like i'd be pissed oh, i remember that yeah. oh, i actually do remember that how annoying must that yeah, be? Yeah. <laughs> come out in the morning like your driveway and your roof is covered in pieces like, yeah not again yeah like, you'd have to say to amc look just 
gonna have to send me like a monthly budget to clean my room. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, gonna have to agree terms now. Yeah, <laughs> also, we gotta also, do something. Also, like when you go to sell your house, like yeah, the like, other than the pizza throw in, yeah, you know, it's a nice house. Yeah, nice neighborhood. How do you how do you keep that out of the report? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, lovely neighborhood, like, quiet street, pizzas on the roof occasionally. Other than if that. If you're hungry, you always know where to go. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> um, so yeah, the watcher. So what? So the real event, the article I read was that yeah, these owners bought this house, uh, and then before they moved in, they were getting it renovated, and then these two weird, creepy letters showed up, and then after, then that put them off moving in. Uh, what makes the so, letters creepy though? So in the TV series, they watch the letters were the first letter. Uh, actually, their daughter opens the first letter and it says, oh, uh, dear, uh, the owners of 657 Boulevard, um, I, I am the current uh, watcher of the house. My father watched the house before and my grandfather. I am the current custodian of 657 Boulevard, um, you know, uh, so, something along the lines of, you know, I do you know the secrets of your house? Do you know what's hidden in the walls? Um, have you been in the basement? Oh, do, do, do they know what's happened in the basement? Uh, blah blah blah, whatever. Um, uh, you know, and, and all this kind of thing. Like, I don't know your names yet, but I'll get to know you. And then, oh. like, more and more, more and more letters arrive in the TV series that say things like, I now know your names, you know, I know this, I know that. Like, and then it's saying, oh. you know, uh, then it says something like, uh, greed brought you here as it did all the previous owners. Um, so, but the letters obviously start to like play with their minds as well. Like, and it starts to cause division within their families and within the family and all the kind con- and also like you know i uh, this is this is a, a spoiler now here the show does not get resolved you do not find out who wrote the bloody letters and um now in real life people never found out who wrote the bloody letters and there was only three letters so to come back to the real event the owners never moved in because of these two weird letters arrived uh, now, I don't know what they said in real life. Um, so they decided to rent their house out, the real owners. Um, and then the tenants, I think, got a, a letter. And um, so the tenants were like, no, 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 <laughs> we don't like this. So they only agreed to stay if the owners put up cameras all around the house, uh, on, like, on the outside and stuff like that. And um, uh, so I don't know who owns it now um but yeah so um see this is why like i cannot do basements basements that is like an east coast thing and a midwest that like that is not a thing we have down here because what well, my city is below sea level anyway but like nothing good happens in a basement basements are so creepy oh no do you know what like so i i i haven't gone and ever viewed a house with a basement but i was considering earlier in the year selling our house and buying a I saw a couple of townhouses that I really like the look of, and they had basements. But the basements were so, no, the basements were so cool. Like the ba- <laughs> like the base. Like I saw that me and me and my girls we saw this uh, house with a basement, and the basement was like converted into like a cinema room slash pub. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want that house. I was like, <laughs> I want that house. I was like, how cool is that? To have a cinema room slash pub in your basement. Like, and it didn't. It was not creepy in any way, shape, or form. And um, I imagine though, because it Yet. was a small house, because it was small wait house, till you start so. getting your letters. Oh God, no! Like, 
but I now also think like a show like that, you know, nut jobs will watch that show and think, I'm gonna do this to somebody. Like and um but yeah, there's so there's so much misdirection. And so the show ends with no re- revelation of who it is. Um and the press so the owners of the house that you follow throughout the show, they eventually do sell. Um but it stays with them. Like the dad can't get over it. Like he just can't, you know, because obviously they got tormented. I don't know how long they were in there. It's a year, I don't know. And um, but they just cause obviously it gets to him so much about these these regular letters of who 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 sends them and all the rest of it. And um, like I mean, even his wife says, you know, you've just got to move past it. And even that he has therapy, and they say like, you've got to move past it. But yeah, how you know? I just I get it. Like it's difficult, but sometimes you just got to put it to bed. Right? And um, it's easier yeah. said than done. No, 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 no. I've never had nut job letters arrive at my house every week. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like, um, is that the bar? Like, oh, I'm I'm totally normal. I've never had anyone send me a creepy letter ever. Uh, yeah, I've never had that. I don't. I, I mean, look, you know, everyone's had the old prank call received or whatever. But I have definitely uh, gotten very weird letters. I get letters all the time in different languages that are definitely addressed to me. Uh, and it's like, I don't, I got a letter maybe like a month ago that was written in a language that I have physically never seen before in my life. I was like, I don't, I don't even know what this is. Like, this does not even look familiar at all to me. Oh, you've been serious. Yes, I am. Well, they arrive regularly. Yeah. And I also get, um, and this one, I think it's because of my last name. Um, but I also get a lot of letters in Arabic. Now, I do not speak Arabic. Uh, I don't know why anyone would send me a letter in Arabic. But there was one time um, when I was in college, I got a six-page handwritten front and back letter in Arabic. And I was like, I don't even... I... You think it's just addressed to the wrong person? Like, Absolutely either. not. It was addressed to me. No, but I mean... Did you not go and get translated there? No. No. Who that knows? Probably... Maybe maybe they were watchers and I just never translated the letters and, and well, I have probably, no idea. Maybe that maybe it's a good thing to get translated. <laughs> like, like dear Jasmine, we watch you walk the halls. Yeah, I don't like... know. It could have been something crazy like that. So like it, it happens. Like I again don't know how they get the address, but like it has happened to me getting very odd letters in the mail. What, you think very, it's the same various... person? No, I don't think it's the same person. Uh, well, I did not think it was the same person until you brought it up just now. Oh, God. What if it is the same person? Now I'm freaking out. Do I have lights on? Oh. I need to turn more lights on. <laughs> like the same person over like the last 15 years. Oh, like, my just... God. Don't say it. Stop talking. Let's talk about something <laughs> else now. <laughs> You've never mentioned this before, ever. So, like, I mean, but so... we never, ever talked about getting creepy letters in the yeah, mail before. No, so. no, 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 it's no. not like, hey, how's it going? Great Sunday. By the way, creepy letters. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> the next time i get one i'm gonna save it and i'm gonna send it to you oh, no, no, i'm okay <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna send it to you and that way you can translate it if you want and then you tell me what it says <laughs> okay well what how often do they come um the so most recently i've gotten two this year and and they, then and you don't think they're the same person i mean they it could be they they have different uh postmarks so they're not they're not being sent from the same place this is so weird i mean oh, I, th- okay. I like i just tell myself you just it's spam. 
You just yeah. run away. Yeah. Oh, okay. so, but now I'm going to see how I can like translate one if I get another one. We'll you see. should definitely watch this TV show. This nope. is right up your street. Absolutely like, not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly why I'm not going to watch this TV show. <laughs> uh, at least you live in an apartment block. <laughs> I mean, that never stopped. In college, that I got that letter at an apartment complex. So... This is what, like, when I watched this show, like, so from, like, age 10 to, like, 27, I lived at my, when I lived, so my parents' house, the second house I ever lived in, um, like, was huge house, like, raised off the ground. It was, like, um, it, it was raised because we were, were not far from the Thames, and um, it was built. The house was, like, 100 years old, and... Um, uh, so they, it was built after like one of these floods that happened where the water had risen up, uh, risen up from the Thames. Um, but literally you could go all around my house. We had an alleyway on the side of the house um, and then a huge drive. So you could go all, you could literally go from the road, walk it straight into my back garden. And like, that was fine in the day, <laughs> but like at night, I used to hate it. Like it was so horrible and creepy. Like I used to hate. I, I like to go outside. Like if we ever had to say, I don't know, go out the back door. Honestly, it was horrible. Like I used to hate it. Well, sometimes at night, like if I was going to bed, I'd obviously have to make sure the doors are locked, especially my parents' would be. Like and I'd and like I would really hate it if I went to the back into the kitchen to check the back door and it had been unlocked like all night. And I'm like, oh my god, I was like. It's like it's literally somebody from the heart the road could have walked into the garden, into the kitchen, right? And um, but yeah, so uh, like just yeah, I, I never want to live in a place where somebody can just walk into your garden from from the road. Like, yeah. I don't, that, well, so you got to be least... careful because you're in the garage tonight, so you got to walk out of the garage to get back to the house. Sharp. Sure. <laughs> uh, well. Anyway, let's talk about quantum mania. <laughs> so, <laughs> there, subject change. All right, yeah. <laughs> Ant Man and the Wasp. And I don't think I'm, I, I, I think I'm sleeping in the garage now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, oh man, we both watched the quantum mania trailer. Go on, you you tell me what you think. Um. I, I don't know. Ant-Man has never really been like a, ooh, Ant-Man, like, kind of thing for me. So mm. I'm going to watch it because it's in the MCU sequence, but eh, the trailer doesn't really do much for me. I uh, neither. I mean, look, I like Paul Rudd. Yeah. I uh, I think he... I would actually love to have drinks with Paul Rudd. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Uh, I would love to go out, have drinks with him, be his best mate, yeah. Send him spam. <laughs> Send him letters. <laughs> and uh he'd probably take it quite well. Um I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? I don't think anybody would take it that well. In fact, I'm uh, gonna see if I still have your address. And if I still have your address, I'm gonna send you a creepy letter. I'd probably do that. anyway. So Paul Rudd, I I liked that it was sort of the humor was there in mm -hmm. the trailer that somebody called him Spider Man. Thanks, Spider Man. Yeah, and like that that must be annoying. Like, yes. I, I wonder how many because you know you hear about celebrities like um oh Fanny Newton getting recognized as um oh crap I forget her name the girl from Guardians of the Galaxy uh plays Gamora 
um, Zoe Saldana. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I remember hearing um, Dandy Newton say that she often gets recognised as Zoe Saldana, and like she said, obviously she's not bothered because she said, obviously, yeah, she said she's beautiful, yeah, and younger, <laughs> like, and she said it doesn't bother her. But I equally think like it must bother some celebrities. Yes, like, I have a story uh, about that too. So like. You've probably never seen this. Show. Have you ever seen Doogie Howser, MD? Yeah, yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah. Okay, so before Neil Patrick Harris became like the infamous like NPH, yeah. when he was still like shaking off the Doogie Howser like part. Yeah. Um, so my cousin lived in, well, they still do. They've lived in Los Angeles for a long time. And he was like, me and my buddies were at a bar one night and Neil Patrick Harris walked in and we were all so drunk. We all turned around and yelled, doogie and like they just taunted him and called him doogie all night while they were at the bar and i was like you guys are assholes <laughs> they take it well no <laughs> he did not appreciate it he didn't stay very long <laughs> oh funny yeah so um, i i think like some people will take it in stride and some people are like oh haha so funny so funny <laughs> Oh, that is funny. I would find that funny. Like, if I was there, I would probably do what your friends did. Uh, definitely if I was drunk, I would definitely do that. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely consider myself doing that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I might say after a while, leave him alone. I might actually, I might actually say, "Do you want to come join us?" It's probably what I'd say. Yeah, he would probably be like, uh, "No, thanks." I'd be like, "Come on, Doogie, I'll buy you a beer." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't been oh, out man. drinking for a while. It makes me want to go out again. Okay, just don't uh, make fun of celebrities when you go out. Okay. I mean, not likely to run into many celebrities, but yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I ha- have seen the odd one in London. I think, in fact, actually, pretty much. I walked past. I did. You know, I walked past one morning. Oh, I forget his name. Uh, um, one morning it was like eight in the morning. I actually can't believe I walked past him. I was so tired. Oh, what's the guy um, in the new Harry Potter? Not the the Fantastic Beast film. Eddie Redmayne. No, the 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 guy who was uh, the villain. Um, mid mid something. What's his name? Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He walked. You past me. walked by Mads Mikkelsen yeah, on yeah, the yeah. street. Yeah, what? yeah. Like it was like eight in the morning. Like it was eight. It was like eight o'clock in the morning. I was outside. Um, I was walking. I was in Windsor. Uh, right, literally right next to Windsor Castle, and um, he walks past me at like eight in the morning, and I remember I was with a colleague from work, and we walked, and he didn't. He didn't even recognize it. Like, and um, and I like we walked past, and it took me like a minute or two, and suddenly I grabbed the guy I worked with, and went, "Oh my god." guy plays Hannibal in the TV series. I was like, I was like, but he was like well gone at this point. And he was like, what? not well gone. He probably did hear me say that. But like, I was like, I can't go up to, I, I didn't, I was kind of just too tired to go up to him. I would have lost morning. my mind if I was that close to Maz Mickelson. I think he, he is so he hot. He literally just walked straight past me. And oh I, my and gosh. It took me like a split second. I was like, oh my God, that's, I, yeah, I was like, that's, that's cool. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, no, that's only but I think generally when I've seen celebrities, though, it's been in London. So, I mean, yeah, Windsor's, out, Windsor's outside London, but um, he must have been filming something to have been in Windsor. Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen about... my fair share when I lived in LA. 
Well, yeah, I, I have, imagine it. I imagine yeah. it, like, it was like every bus stop. So, <laughs> like, like, um, I used to, one of my neighbors, uh, David Giasi. Yeah. He, he's done like quite, he, he was in Carnival Row, the TV series on Amazon. He's, but he's had loads of bit parts. So I don't think he, he, he had, um, have you seen Interstellar? Yes. He was the guy who went, went down to the planet or something and grew a beard and became really old. Yes. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. So I used to live down the same road as him for ages. Okay. And um, and like we used to hang out and go swimming together. And um, there was I used to live opposite a leisure centre where there was a swimming pool and stuff like that in my old house. And um, and it was he, but he was just like such a normal guy. Like we just like what I mean by that is for ages he didn't even tell me he was um an actor. Mm-hmm. Like we, so he used to live like four or five doors down from me. We'd just chat in the street, just have a laugh. Like our kids would play in the street with each other. And um, I think I said one day to him, like, what do you do for a living? And he just really downplayed it. He's like, oh, I'm an actor. I went, oh, anything big? He went, no, not really. I went, okay. <laughs> like, I, never, I, never, I never really never What a like, question put, mark. Like, well, I kind of so just... So are you I, famous? Or... No, I was, no, I just said like theatre or like do bigger stuff. And he's like, oh, nothing too big. And he just sort of played it down. So I never carried on asking him. And then... So I know I never really pushed it. Didn't I, I just assumed it was just bit parts and something like that. And I, th- I guess most actors start by doing bit parts. And then I was in the street chatting to him one day. This woman runs up to him, literally in our road. Oh my god! Oh my god! I loved you in Cloud Atlas. <laughs> and I was I was standing there like, is he a liar? Like, has he actually been in bigger things? Like, and I, I, I was like. I mean, not like a liar in a bad way. Like, yeah. I thought, I thought, obviously, because he was so down to earth. So I was like, <laughs> I, I never even considered looking him up. So I, I, went, I, so I went back in the house and I went went on to IMDb. It was like, he's been in a lot of stuff. Actually. I, was like, I was like, I didn't actually, like, I just chat to this guy like he's my mate. Like, and uh, well, I guess he still was my mate at the time. But like, and uh, but yeah, so I, yeah, I lived literally like four or five doors down from him. And um, yeah, he's really, really nice guy. And um, but yeah, I, I found it so weird that I just chat to him normally, you know, about crap like mm-hmm. in the street. And this woman, like, pretty much like, oh my God, you're so amazing. I was like, I could never, ever do that, see a celebrity and do that. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Quantum Mania trailer, we've deviated there so badly. But yeah, it's, it, it, I mean, the trailer's not impressive in all honesty. I mean, visually impressive because yes. obviously, visually. MCU, MCU. Yeah, plus they go into the quantum realm. So that's always that, kind that of looks fun. Yeah, cool. that looks really I like, cool. I like the fact that Michelle Pfeiffer looks like she's got a much bigger role. Yes. Because obviously, in the first two, she was barely in it. Mm-hmm. And um, and then obviously, had a tiny cameo in Endgame, which was even smaller than the other two cameos she got in the first two. But I liked how they set that up for her to have a bigger role in the third movie. Mm-hmm. So that, that was quite good plan in there. I'm assuming that this role, this movie's got a much bigger uh, uh, sort, like you know, it's like going to be a stepping stone to later. It's, it's got to be a big one because it is what kicks off Phase Five. Yeah. So. So. <clears throat> anyway, let's talk about Black Adam. Black Adam. So I, I before first of we all, I cannot movie, believe that we both went and saw a movie that was released this weekend. Like, we know, are know, very, like, on top of it this time. Oh, actually, we were going to do 30 Days of Night, but we yeah. both went and saw Black Adam. <laughs> and we were both like, actually, should we just talk about yeah. Black Adam? So yes. next week, next week we'll do 30 Days of Night. Sorry yes. we lied to you 
We didn't mean to. It was unintentional. So our apologies. It's coming. Um, It'll be like a Halloween episode. We'll make it a whole thing. Don't worry. Anyway, right. So no trivia this time, but I grabbed some facts about Black Adam. Because to be honest with you, both of us don't really know a lot about Black Adam. Um, I don't think very many people do. I'm gonna. No. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I don't think that yeah. that is a very popular character. That's why we haven't done the trivia because we both have put our hands up and said we don't know a lot. Don't know. I mean, I know who played him in the movie. Yeah, um, and I, I know he is a Shazam thingy with the the things of the people. Oh, the wizards. The wizards. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so here's my five facts I found online. Um, I googled. Regalus. I found them on a website called Culture Site, which I have heard of. Okay. Uh, Number five, his first appearance was in 1945. Oh, in in that case, that means Hawkman is actually older than Black Adam because Hawkman's first appearance was 1940. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't know that either. So Black Adam's first comic appearance was in the Marvel Family issue one, which came out in December 1945, which was created by Bill Parker, CeCe Beck, and Jerry Ordway. uh, Number four, which... uh, I guess this is kind of ish from that time. He was the son. Uh, sorry, it's kind of we kind of know that from the movie. I mean, uh, I mean around the time he was around. But in, in this fact here is he was the son of a pharaoh. Uh, oh, they changed that. Yeah, I mean they had it, they had it set at the same time, but not yeah. So black. So this is what it says here: Black Adam was much like other superheroes had his own origin revised several times since the ori- original iteration in 1945. Um, Dwayne Johnson's portrayal will align with the reconstruction of the character in the New 52. However, initially the character was the son of a pharaoh, Ramus II, commonly known as Ramus the Great. Pharaoh Ramus II is remembered for city and monument production, celebrating many festivals and allocating a new city capital and conquering. So, yeah, uh, they did change his background for the movie. Yes, they gave him a fictional land called Kondok, instead of Egypt. So uh number three, he is an enemy of Shazam. I did know that. Yes. Shazam and Black Adam are inherently adversarial. Despite being on opposite sides of the coin in terms of super beings, they align themselves with it goes away beyond that. Their disconnect is levels deeper from the perspective of some who once enslaved Black Adam's divine gift gives him divine purpose, Shazam's power Combined with his useful naivety, is an affront to the privilege of superior power. It is good and bad, but also life, perspective, and responsibility. There's a lot written there. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, Black Adam and Shazam are enemies. So there you go. Uh, his family was murdered. Is number two, which yes. we, yeah, happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty <clears throat> much. Uh, it's a very typical like supervillain origin story. Also, very uh, typical superhero origin story. Yeah, it says uh, every iteration of Black Adam sees him suffering through traumatic events in his life. I won't go on here, but oh, actually, it says his wife and son, Iris and Aureus, respectively, were killed by the four, fourth horsemen, four horsemen of Apocalypse. Interesting. So, uh, they didn't obviously have that in the movie. Uh, yeah, so I'll go on there. And number one, he has the power of Egyptian deities. Mm, that's very sound that sounds a lot like moon knight uh so dc comics encyclopedia notes that the powers of black adam as coming from shu stamina hero mm-hmm. speed aemon strength mm-hmm. z wisdom aton power mehen courage 
and uh, it goes on and on and on. And on. So, yeah, there you go. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess learned something there. That they I didn't know that they changed his origin for the movie. I had kind of accepted that origin on face value. I did know he was an enemy of Shazam. Mm -hmm. And obviously I didn't know he was the son of a pharaoh. And I had no idea that he was uh, as old as he was 1945. Yeah, I didn't realize it, it. the character had been around that long. Um, I think it would have been really interesting if they had kept it like as an Egyptian backstory because I think that was one of the things I was thinking when I when I left the movie was like, it's. I mean, yes, we have like Gotham and Metropolis, and they're not real cities, but they're you know kind of based on real cities. And I was like, mm -hmm. it would have been cool if DC had actually done something where it was like, this is you know we're not, we don't have to be in a made up place like Condoc. We can be in a real place but DC do that a lot more marvel stick to uh real the cities. real places well i mean i know atlantis isn't real and, you know, or um, is it you don't know that it's a fully functioning <laughs> underwater city hidden away you don't know um, that i mean i would love to find out if there was ever <clears throat> any truth in atlantis but, <laughs> but yes so anyway do you want to do the names yeah, yeah i'll do the names this time around all right you're, so you're <laughs> Black Adam and other characters. It was based on the DC comics that were created by Autobinder and CC Beck. Uh, this film was written by Adam Seitzkull, Roy Haynes, and Saurabh Noshirvani. It was directed by Homei Colette Serra. And it stars Dwayne Johnson, Aldous Hodge, Noah Centennial, Sarah Shahi, Marwan Kanzari, Quintessa Swindle, Bodai Sangboi. Oh, sorry. Bodai Sub. Bongui, Sabangui. That's what I'm going with. Bodai Sabangui. And Pierce Brosnan, who was actually really good. Really, really good. I don't know anything about Dr. Fate, but like, I just love Pierce Brosnan's persona in general. Oh, I mean, yeah, he was good in this. Yeah. So this um, film had a budget of 195 to 200 million. And so far, it has been less than a week at the time of this recording. So far, the film has already made 143 million worldwide so pretty sure this one's gonna make its money back pretty fast and then some so <clears throat> i don't know where you took the summary from i'm assuming it's similar to where i got mine from last week <laughs> uh, uh in 26,000 bc 2600 2600 bc mm -hmm. uh the king of conduct a Acton. Acton creates the crown of Sabak and gives the wearer great power. After attempting to stage a revolt, a young slave boy is given the powers of Shazam by the Council of Wizards, transforming him into Kondak's heroic champion who allegedly kills Acton mm -hmm. and ends his reign. There you go. Uh, hence why Jasmine is better with names. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So yes, that, that that summary was not from myself. It's from online, and uh, but it's far better than the drivel that you get out of me most of the time. So <laughs> doing a summary. So, anyway, what are your summary of your thoughts on this movie? Okay. By the way, we forgot to do the spoiler warning, but we are about to ruin this whole film. So if you have not watched Black Adam, please pause, stop this, save it for later, come back. But we are about to ruin this. Unless okay. you want to listen to spoilers. I mean, if that's fine, if that's okay with you, that's obviously okay with us, because here we go. So <laughs> I 
was extremely confused for most of this film because as much as I love The Rock, and I do love The Rock, he is not the kind of actor that can conceal his voice. Like, he always sounds like himself. No matter yeah. what what he's doing, he always sounds like himself. So that scene on the mountain, when the when someone steps in to save the kid from being kicked off the mountain oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah as soon as he it. said something i was like that's the rock like what the hell like oh why, I didn't realize why won't that. they show his face I, well i knew that like i said like oh, I, I am a huge rock fan and as soon as he opened his mouth i was like that's the rock so the whole time i'm watching the movie i'm like but he was the older guy like he wasn't the kid he was the older guy and it never like it never clicked to me that hmm. maybe the kid gave him the powers until obviously they reveal that in the film but it was just like so I think that's part of the reason why I was so I, I, I think like meh would be a good baseline for me as for where I feel with this film. But it was just I couldn't figure out why it was why they were trying to hide that, but they did it so poorly. And I mean, I that, that's I not like realize. their fault, but <laughs> like <laughs> maybe not everybody is as obsessed with The Rock as I am. So maybe I a think, lot of people didn't notice, but I, I think that or I think that initial origin um must have taken up like, like maybe like the first 15 minutes of the movie where they yeah. um so i was i felt like there was a lot going on yes so i i just to be honest with you i was just trying to concentrate on what they were showing us mm -hmm. and i didn't really focus too much on the guy who pulled the child away um i, I just was trying to take in all of that beginning and trying to understand it because i felt like i didn't know anything about black adam mm -hmm. and i was really trying to concentrate on the aura origin that they were showing because I, I felt like as well they showed us this origin straight away mm -hmm. like it was kind of like a lot of uh information yeah it, it was a in. cold open and i think that it was their only way to get you to understand how this character came to be um, always, I, I kind of always wondered like why on earth i get why they did it dc but mm -hmm. when i was watching it i did think I'd rather this movie had just been called Justice Society, like, and downplayed The Rock mm -hmm. a little bit. I, I don't know. Like, I, I look, I like The Rock. You know, he seems like I again someone I'd love to have beers with. He could buy him. He's got the money. But yeah, for sure. Uh, like, and uh, and he he has his own whiskey, doesn't he? Apparently, but yeah. Uh, I I I never really got why they did a Black Adam movie. That was something I couldn't get my head around. Why mm -hmm. have they done a villain movie? Although they made him more of an anti-hero than a villain. Yeah. Um, so I kind of wondered why we had to have a Black Adam movie. Why couldn't we just have had a Justice Society movie with Black Adam in it? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want it to be called Justice Society and Black Adam like they did with the uh, Birds of Prey movie. Oh, yeah. But, um, <clears throat> like, but I, 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 look, I've got no problem with what they've done. I just would love it if it does lead to a Justice Society movie on its own. So. Yeah, I think... Um... The, I am all for villains. I love a good villain. Um, but to me, he was not villainous enough. Like, and I get like the anti-hero thing, anti-hero instead of a villain. <clears throat> but like, I don't know. To me, the, the tone of the movie was just all over the place. Like t the, the way that the film opened, I don't know if you've ever played the game, but the way that this film opened reminded me of God of War, the video game series. 
Uh, with, I start, started one of the games. The, yeah, the like with the one. way that Kratos loses his family and then is cursed and and is like is his rage is what drives him to become this big badass that he ends up becoming. Yeah. Um, so like the beginning of the film feels very much like God of War, and then the later parts of the film where Black Adam and is interacting with Sarah Shahi's son Amon, that one hundred percent reminds me of Terminator and or Terminator Two rather, and the way that Arnold interacts with Sarah uh Sarah Connor's son like John Connor and I'm just like oh, god love you DC but like none of the stuff that you have done in here is original enough for me like it, it was just too reminiscent of so many other things like now I'm thinking about God of War now I'm thinking about Terminator versus trying to actually pay attention to this film uh, I I I I didn't really think of anything like that when I was watching it. So my my motivation of this was two things this weekend. Was um, firstly I had a whole weekend with just me and my wife, so it was nice to go and do something. Oh um, look, you guys got rid of the kids. Did you get rid of Cooper too? Uh, no. Like, <laughs> not many people want to take a dog for a weekend. Oh, if but, I lived closer, <laughs> I would totally dog sit. Cooper seems so fun. Hmm. <laughs> sometimes anyway that was my first motivation uh my second one was all of the creeps that were like happily trying to ruin the movie like so and we'll talk about it the main thing that people were trying to ruin was the people that show up that were not on the front cover yes that got ruined for me yeah i that got ruined for me two weeks ago no so i saw a lot of poster i saw a lot of uh headlines that alluded to it but i didn't click on any of them mm-hmm. um people you know even if people just put like surprise cameo and didn't put but a lot of people were putting surprise cameo with the picture of the person i was like yeah. it's not a surprise now yeah uh so uh so that was my other motivation of yep we're gonna go see black adam this weekend like so I, I gotta watch that before i actually do have it confirmed yeah so, so anyway summary of my my thoughts on this movie Yes, okay. I felt there was a lot of information at the beginning, and I felt like it was a very, very different type of movie for all of the other DC movies. Mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that they did tie this into the DCU with having Amanda Waller in it, yeah. um, having the the cameo of the person we'll talk about in a minute, and we even having, got some ha- Peacemaker. One of one of the peacemaker uh, characters. Yeah, we got there. one of the peacemaker. Ca- yeah, I noticed that one of the peacemaker girl, uh, one of the girls from the peacemaker TV series and the Suicide Squad movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they um, also um, had one of the wizards in it from the Shazam movie. Mm-hmm. So what I loved about this movie was it was a DCU movie without it being a DCU movie. Like you could have watched this movie without having watched the Suicide Squad or uh, the Shazam or any of those films. Uh, And I know they obviously had Batman and Superman and all the posters and all the little, little winks and nods to the rest of the, you know, the, the, the comic dropping on the floor with Wonder Woman and all that kind of stuff. You know, they had all those winks and nods, but you could have not watched any of those films and gone in and watched this and been completely fine. Yeah. So this actually is something I have to say, did a good job of being a standalone movie 
yes. whilst also connected to a larger cinematic movie, which, you know, if you went and watched the first Ant-Man, which we talked about earlier, you could watch that as a standalone movie. You could watch um, pretty much, you know, most of the Captain Americas or Iron Man's, the first, for, you know, the first ones. Obviously, the later ones do tend to mm-hmm. come more heavily. Um, you know, the first Wonder Woman movie mm-hmm. did a good job of standing alone. Um and I think this movie does a really good job of standing alone. Um, I think that's probably a good. That's something really good because I think that concerns people about going into cinematic movies. Yeah. You know, there's I've seen a lot of memes of uh, of people. You know, it's 2047 to watch the latest MCU movie. I've had to watch 300 movies and 12 TV shows yes. to, to 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 understand this film. Like, and don't get me wrong, the more the DCU goes on, that might happen. But they did a good job with this movie, I think, in terms yeah. of making it. I think this was a fantastic to... origin story for sure. Yeah, really, really good origin story. Yeah. Really, really good um, in terms of getting the audience to be able to watch it and understand it. I think, um, yes, okay, that beginning bit was a little bit confusing. But once you got past that origin story, mm-hmm. actually, I think the rest of the movie was quite easy to follow. Yeah. I, I, w- I would say the negative for me was I didn't feel like we had a real villain until maybe the last 20 minutes. Yeah. It was a long build-up to actually get to our villain. Mm-hmm. And actually, I have to say, there was a point where I didn't even think we were going to get a villain. I actually thought, so the, the bit when they send the rock underwater to the water prison, when he gives up and says, yeah, okay, look, I'll, I'll go. You know? Yeah. I thought, oh, that's that's how it's going to end. I was like, oh, that feels a bit flat. <laughs> so, and, uh, but there's was, a whole 30 minutes after that yeah yeah there was like another 30 minutes and, yeah. and that was that <clears throat> and then when when they started to head back i was like oh, okay something's gonna happen and then they're gonna need the rock right okay well so they're gonna need black adam uh so overall though i think as the movie ended i think they did a real good sort of kind of journey mm-hmm. with him to see his story with his father. Sorry, yeah, his father. And no, with his him. son. Oh, sorry, sorry, with his son. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, you know the whole. Sorry, go the other way around then. And um, with his son, with him, his his resurrection five years later, five yeah, five thousand years later, um, and then kind of waking up and kind of not really giving a crap about anybody. Yeah. To actually realizing that he is their protector mm-hmm. uh, and he doesn't want to be their ruler. Like, and I love the fact that he smashes the throne down. Yeah. Now I, I kind of, I don't really know what the leadership structure of this country is going to look like, but I'm assuming he doesn't want to lead it. He just wants to be his protector. Yeah. So I'd like, I'd like to think <clears> if there was a follow up that it'll be more of a, I know we're going to talk about sequels in a minute, but I just would like to think that we'd see more of a, um, a normal political uh leadership involves you know yeah um, uh uh you know a um democracy is the word so yeah uh, so yeah. it feels like that these these <clears throat> the people of conduct have been like oppressed basically their entire existence and um to me it felt like they just wanted someone to stop that from happening like yeah i think that they are very capable of prospering themselves uh but they just wanted to, invaders to stop coming into their land and i think that black adam is more than capable of, of being that guy oh yeah no i say overall though i did enjoy the movie and we'll break it down a bit in a minute um break it down now as we go so favorite character mm. so so i have a a person and then a non-person as favorites so, <laughs> don't make on that like, face an actual rock like the statue yeah. like, 
The statue right. is your favorite character. That's so really my favorite not good character was yeah. Doctor Fate. I really, oh, yeah. really, really enjoyed Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate. Um, <clears throat> my favorite non-person was Aldous Hodge's thighs. They were the star of this movie. Just oh, any, for okay. anyone else that's listening, th- you're welcome. Just it's it was a treat. <laughs> I love I love how like if I sat here and said, oh. That, fe- that, f- that female's arse or legs or head. like uh, people would just jump all over you'd see people like piling all over me like, uh, if it's... I say uh, to said oh yeah that, that woman on that I can't remember her name the woman who played the cyclone cyclone yeah yeah and then, the, and then there was the girl who was the mum is it Sarah something Sarah Shahi yeah 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 uh, who was brilliant in Person of Interest by the way yes and um, did you watch Person of Interest no, but I loved her in Barely Legal, or Fairly Legal, sorry, on um, USA. Oh, I've never seen that. But Person of Interest was amazing. Everybody should go watch that now. Yeah. Um, so, not now, I mean. But I, I mean, like, in general, I really did like Aldous Hodge. Like, when they first announced his casting as Hawkman, I was like, oh, this this should be really interesting, because Hawkman was never a character that I cared about. I was always a Hawk Girl fan. Um, and so, like, I couldn't care less about Carter Hall. But he actually, I thought gave a character that i never cared about before a little bit more personality um this time around so so i'm i'm like so my only real knowledge i'm more of a marvel person than a dc person and whilst over the years so i started reading comics when i was 14 <clears throat> 41 now and um <laughs> but who's so, counting <laughs> somebody is so uh Anyway, over the years, I've mainly read Marvel, but I have dabbled in DC, but I, I've never, maybe I've read like one comic with Hawkman here or there. Uh, so my knowledge of Hawkman was more from the um, Arrowverse TV shows. So mm. my origin apparently is, is completely made up for the Arrowverse TV shows and not the same as comics. Yes. However, I would say, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Dr. Fate and I'm not going to talk about his legs, but I also think Hawkman, they were like my favorite characters. I think their humor... Yeah. Um, I just even just Piers Brosnan when he's like, I'm gonna sit this one out, and like Hawkman and the Rock are like beating the crab out of each other, and he's yeah, like, yep, yep, just sort of rubbing his helmet and uh, you know, looking around the room and um, just yeah, like just not bothered. And uh, I just think he 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 played it so well, Piers, yes, Piers Brosnan, he like, did, he was so just like suave and smooth and just removed just from the whole situation, yeah, so like sophisticated, he, yeah, yeah, it was very much like a I am not. I'm not going to break a sweat. Like I'm, I'm so, going to help and I'm happy to help, but like, I'm not about to put in as much effort as you guys are putting in. <laughs> like, I'm, I, I, I'm going to ruin this now. So he dies in the movie and I would like to think he's not dead uh, because he's quite a big character. So yeah. I'd be annoyed if he actually was. So, I mean, he uh, is, you know, like, I feel, I feel like that is a possibility given his ability to see the future. I think maybe, if he saw a way to save Carter, he probably saw a way to save himself as well. Yeah, I'm hoping he's going to come back. I would like to think this will lead to a separate Justice Society of America movie. So that I'd could like be interesting. Think... My question, though, is why do they answer to Amanda Waller? I think that was just done to link to the MC, uh, MCU, to the DCEU. I think that was done to that. Amanda Waller is probably the only real link. So I mean, I... I mean, they could have probably had, I don't know, who would they else have had? 
Well, I mean, like the Justice League kind of governs itself, so they don't really do much with other people. So I, I don't know. I just thought maybe, so, maybe oh, I have I missed know, something. I know who they could have had. Crap, I can't remember his name. The guy who was the Martian Manhunter. Um, oh, John Johns. Yeah, no, but the uh, he was like a general in. Uh, yeah. They could have had him. That would have been. Good. You know, that would have been a good one. And I really, I really want them to bring him back. I really that would have, that would have made more sense. Yeah, it would have actually. That actually would have made more sense because Amanda Waller, I've always linked with the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I've always linked her with the bad guys, like the bad guys that do good things. But like, yeah. I've never associated her with good guys that do good things. That's what they should have done. They missed a trick there. They should have had John Johns. <laughs> Plus, that would have linked everything back to Superman directly. So, uh, and also, they should, to be honest with you, they should have just had John Johns bloody. I know he's a Justice League, uh, but they could have had him doing the society stuff. I don't know. But no, I think he should have been on the screen, not Amanda Waller. But I was happy with Amanda Waller. Like, I think it was a good linkage. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I think Doctor Fate was one of my favorites, but mm-hmm. Hawkman, close second. Yeah, I um, love the, the effects, like the CGI that came with Fate's powers. I thought that was super cool. Yeah. The, yeah, the way right. that he had all those like gold prisms. That so really... you. you so your next question is about um, where do you think a sequel could go? Um, I really hope it doesn't. I don't. I don't know if I really want a sequel. Like I'd be happy for him now being like if the next movie was say the Justice Society, him being in the team movie. Uh-huh. I'm not too bothered about a sequel. Are you? There will be a sequel, obviously. Because I think, yeah, there's going to eventually be a sequel, but I think a sequel to this film is like three or four years down the line. I think we're going to have to see what happens in Shazam, mm-hmm. the the second Shazam film, before we can have a better idea of where this film is going to go. Because I, I don't think that you can keep those two too far from each other. Like, I don't think that you can let them get too far away from each other since they share the same, like, origin uh essentially um so i don't know we're gonna have to see where shazam goes and then from there it'll be i think it'll be a little bit more clear because like right now the way that this film kind of ended it's just like everything is up in the air so i mean you could literally build 50 different sequels based on that ending um so i have no idea i have no idea where they're going to take it or what comes next but i think shazam is going to give us a much clearer picture of what comes next for black adam yeah, I. What I hope is that this isn't the next movie isn't Black Adam versus. Yes, yes, we we yeah. if so that that big spoiler that we keep dancing around. If if DC is really going to get behind Henry Cavill as their Superman, Superman needs another standalone film. Superman does not need uh... to share top billing with anyone else. And this yeah, is, I'm saying this as someone who is not even a fan of the character Superman. Like, I love Henry Cavill, but I'm not a Superman fan. But I think Superman at this point, given all of the drama that the DCEU has had, Superman has got to be the anchor for this universe. He has to be, because you don't have any other characters that are strong enough to do it. Mm-hmm. And like, you, you have let Batman run rampant. We've got 50 bajillion iterations of Batman. Nobody knows who, which Batman is which. The person that you have playing Flash is batshit crazy. So who knows how long that's going to last. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make a joke. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you, 
you you guys completely destroyed Wonder Woman in that 1984 movie. That oh, was awful. God. That was just that was an abomination. Uh, there's no other way to describe it. Right? Like then. you have no other characters to anchor the universe that you were trying to build. So if you don't put your money and your effort into making another standalone Superman film, then this none of this is ever going to be cohesive. Superman has got to stop sharing equal time with everyone else and like oh, yeah. give the character so, its due so basically like oh yeah we were going to talk about it in a minute but mid credit sequence henry cavill shows up it was brilliant absolutely oh it's so good i would have to say it might have even been the best scene of the whole movie <laughs> <laughs> like but it was done so well like amanda waller like gives her warning to black adam he's like yeah yeah come on then bring it yeah like, and um and then like henry cavill just shows up as um what, he's like yo man did, they, let's they did talk it so well they did it so well like this cloud this cloud smoke stuff all you know he lands blows smoke up in the air and you just see him walk out and he's like yeah we need to chat and like obviously then the tiles carry on going and and honestly, when it happened, there's like hairs on the back of my neck. I was like, yes. I was like, even I said, I was like, he's back. I was like, yes, <laughs> finally. I was like, yes, yeah. he stopped messing around and like yes. actually just own the fact that you have a Superman. You have a good actor playing yes. Superman. Whatever your beef was, just suck it up. Like, when they uh, first built this DCEU and they announced Henry Cavill as Clark Kent, I was like, that is as near to perfect casting as you could possibly get in this day and age, like mm -hmm. in this, in this current time, like there is no one more perfect to play this character than Henry Cavill. Well, like I don't think, waste I think, it. I think Tyler, what's his name in the TV series plays Superman. Well, um, I like but, Tyler, but I think Henry is much oh, more charming. Henry, oh, oh, Henry's much better, but yeah. Tyler does play it well. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to take away from Tyler. Cause I did doubt Tyler initially. And then when I saw Tyler, especially in his own show, he plays Superman very well. Uh, he plays a he's a good TV Superman. Mm -hmm. Henry Cavill is definitely a good movie Superman. Yes. And when he comes out and he's like, yeah, then I thought if this if we hear that the sequel to this is Black Adam versus Superman, I am going to be fuming. Yeah. I do not want Black Adam versus Superman. I don't care about those. Not yet. I I, like, I think like eventually we could get to that point, but that does not need to happen in the next five years. Like we need, we need at least see, yeah. two more films before we get to that point. Like, we need to there's see, not yeah. a tension yet. I think we need to see like Man of Steel 2 and Man of Steel 3. Let him actually just, um, oh, and please recast Jesse Eisenberg. Um, so <laughs> if you get, get a much better Lex Luthor in um, and have have some good Superman movies. I'd even like to see a Justice League movie with Superman in, you know, an actual follow-on for the Jack, uh, Zack Snyder movie. Um, being that just Sweden one just delete the file for that and uh, and like actually just have some good Henry Cavill movies and then may maybe maybe even Black Adam versus Superman could be part of a Justice League movie or something like that you know yeah. like you know, a bit like we had with Avengers maybe, maybe you know something big happens I, I don't know I don't I, I don't care about Black Adam versus Superman like, it doesn't interest me I know yeah, it it's too me. soon it's too soon I think like The Rock has been very vocal about the DCEU needing a character like Superman needing Superman to be part of the DCEU. So I think that he's been uh, behind the scenes. I think Dwayne Johnson has been a big push to bring Henry Cavill back into the fold. Um, but I think it would be a mistake to have that showdown this soon. 
I, I just want Henry Cavill to go and do his own thing as Superman. Part of the shared universe, you know, have Martian Manhunter show up and have mm-hmm. Batman make a cameo or whatever. You know, you could just call. Do you remember that animated movie that we watched, the Superman Man of Tomorrow or Man of Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a perfect team up. Like we could totally have a Superman and John John's buddy cop film. Like (laughs) that could be a lot of fun. Okay, so thoughts on the structure. We've kind of talked about the structure a little bit as we've been going. I I personally think it was a bit too long. Um it did feel a bit long. Yeah, I think they could have I don't know what you could have cut out in honesty, but I think maybe they could have trimmed some fat around it. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I do think it was done quite well in honesty. It was just probably a bit too long. They could have maybe taken out a couple of scenes here and there. Um, and like I say, I think they did well in terms of how they handled it as a DCU movie and the standalone. And um, I think the special effects were spot on. I, I mean, would they, disagree they, with that part. I think a good some of that of money, CGI I was sketchy um well i think the rock make made him like the opposite of captain america i thought was weird um like hmm? when they, when it, you know when they made the rock look puny when he um oh yeah 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 that was that looked a bit weird and uh it's like the opposite captain america wasn't it you know like it was when, like uh, cap before he became cap yeah 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 and um i don't know i like the cgi i i, I actually do you know i think as well the acting was really good yeah, like the the dynamic between everyone um, mm. was really nice. Like it was not awkward or contentious. Well, I mean, it was obviously contentious between Black Adam and Hawkman, but but the Justice Society, like they were, uh, especially the, the new kids, like Cyclone yeah. and Adam Smasher, like they they were new and very green, but like they still got in there and did what they had to do it it was not like there was nobody was being coddled or babied or yeah. anything like that like they got thrown into the action just like everybody else uh, i think the humor was done well like it wasn't mm-hmm. um you know like with joss whedon it's like humor every five words well but like... but the way that joss whedon does humor is to beat you over the head with it and, and yeah and like this guy didn't do that there's no need to do that like you you can have subtle comments like i one of the threads that i loved throughout this whole film was i'm on trying to get black adam to have a catchphrase and every time he tried to do it he did it very wrong (laughs) (laughs) i just love that i love that and then of course like at the very end he gets it right um but like that was really funny to me like what it's like one of my favorite tropes is people out of place in a certain time like clearly he did not understand humor hurt heuristics or anything like that so like trying to appease this kid (laughs) and like he just kept doing it wrong over and over again but he kept trying and i really love that I liked um, uh, Hawkman and Atom Smasher. Like he's like me and you, kid. Me and, and you, you. Well, yeah. <laughs> me and you. Like, yeah. And I love how Atom Smasher puts his hand up. He's like, oh, I almost hit you. And then as he, he yeah. knocks Hawkman out of the sky, yeah. I think there was some uh, humor was used very well in this. But yes. I like that it was done sporadically and, like you say, yes. not smashing you over the head of it. It right. was done done well enough that it could almost be like normal life you know where yeah. people make people make jokes in real life and then carry on being normal yes um it was i think joss whedon it's like i always remember with agents of shield because i think he was quite involved in early agents of shield and it was just like things like oh i don't know oh, i'm trying to think now but there was such, such stupid one-liners mm-hmm. like i really hated how they ruined agent agent colson quite early on we're just making him like a constant one-liner guy and i was like why are they doing this like it's annoying me yeah no i thought that they handled uh, it well here it was subtle um a lot of times 
and Dr. Fate to me was the funniest character in this film. Oh yeah, um, like he wasn't even trying. Oh my god. And I, I think that's like part of like the, the British charm, right? Like he he just has that stoic face. Like he doesn't even have to crack a smile after he makes a joke and it still lands just right. Like, like, like me. Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh anyway. Um so we've kind of alluded to it as we've been going, but how do you feel it compares to other DCU movies? Um uh, better than what we've gotten lately yeah yeah yeah. that's like, for sure uh i mean I, no again, no I, the, the last one was the suicide squad i think wasn't it yes that one was yeah, that, that was good that was that so was much good. fun yeah, um this this one was not quite as entertaining as that one but i think i think this type of film is definitely more like in the normal speed because the suicide squad i think is the exception, right? I, I don't think that the entire DCEU can carry like they did with Suicide Squad or like Harley Quinn. I think that those, you have established that these characters are the out there characters. Like they're the fringe characters that get the exceptions and they get, you know, those R ratings and that kind of thing. So I think this film is definitely more in line with the way that the rest of the films should be looking to do. Yeah. Um, but the, also, I heard that this film originally had an R rating, and so they had to do a lot of editing to get it down to a PG-13. Uh, yeah, that would have been a good move to make this an R-rated film. No. I, don't, I mean, <clears throat> the, the movie I went to, I think, did have many adults in, but kids are going to want to see this too. Of course. Like, they definitely tamped down the violence. They said that um, in the original, like, cut it was very uh, almost like john wick was what they described it as and i was like this dceu no like if you're gonna do that type of violence that has got to stick with like hbo and peacemaker mm -hmm. like that's where that kind of stuff belongs it doesn't belong in your blockbuster slate yeah i love peacemaker anyway um i think in terms of how i'd feel about this movie it, it's in line with movies like man of steel the original Wonder Woman, the latest Suicide Squad movie, it's, it's in that world of what I would say is the good DCEU movies. I, I, it's not in line with the um, Birds of Prey or Wonder Woman 1984. Those are the terrible ones. Birds so. of Prey was not terrible. I loved Birds of Prey. Wonder Woman 1984 was absolutely garbage. Oh, yeah, 84 was garbage. The original Suicide Squad was garbage. Um, 984 was probably actually the worst one. I think so. Yeah, and it just it broke one. my heart that they ruined that because the first one was so good. The first Wonder Woman yeah. film was so good. They didn't need to make that film. So, well, I mean, they could have made it, but just done a lot of other things with it. Anyway, um, did you have any favorite scenes? I mean, Henry Cavill showing up is definitely my favorite of the whole movie. Okay, right. but 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 I like obviously I don't think that's particularly fair. Um, because obviously it's a Black Adam movie. Uh, do you know there's one moment? No, there's two moments of Black Adam that are jumping out at me. One is where <laughs> he throws one of the bad guys and he lands on the other side of the uh, like the desert, and he's like, "Oh, like," and um, Doctor Fate says something like, "I'll bring bring him back to me. I'll I'll break his mind." Mm -hmm. And then you just see him glance over and you see the body fall, and he goes, turns around, and he goes, 
he didn't survive. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you could see him for a split second. To be honest, he could have saved him. He could have. He, he could have flown over there and caught him. Yeah, yeah, he could have done. But he was like, nah. Like, but I love the dry, the dry wit yes. from uh, Dwayne Johnson. I thought that was good. Yeah. And then uh, the other scene I love is where he takes the two bad guys up in the air and says, "Yes." Whoever answers the question gets to live, basically. Like, and you know, <laughs> the other guys I don't know. He just drops him, and then when he comes back in, he's explaining his actions to Hawkman. He's like, "Look, I knew you were coming. I knew you'd save him. What's the problem?" Yeah, like, I did it your like, way. I did it. Yeah, I did it your way. He was. He was just like. He was very honest. Yeah. I, I and I, I do think that Dwayne Johnson's acting has definitely improved over the years. So I know he goes with more the action joker guy, but this actually was a lot more toned down, which I thought was quite good. So, I disagree on that part. No, like no, have you not seen the Fast and Furious movies where he's just a joker minute? Like Yeah, but also like have you seen his earlier stuff, like the rundown? Like the oh, Rock is down. comedy gold. I think you lose something when you cast him and you don't give him the opportunity to be funny. He is so funny. And so like... Oh, I... no, no. But I, no, I think he is funny. What I'm saying is in this movie, I think it was toned down a lot, which I think was good yeah. for this character. Oh, well, I for the it... character. But I think it was... Yeah. It, but I think because like he's so much better on the other end of the spectrum that it just like... It fell a bit flat. Like the, so char- the fa- character himself feels like he doesn't have too much personality. I mean, but I guess that's the point too. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a favorite scene? I liked the scene where the kid is like following him on the skateboard and coaching him through oh, yeah, yeah. how to like kill the bad guys and what to say to them when when they die. No, you got to say you got to say the catchphrase before you kill them. He's like, okay, catchphrase and then kill. And the kid is like, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, I, I like that. Catchphrase then kill. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious now because we didn't discuss this pre show, which sometimes we do. How would you rate it out of five? Uh, this one I'm going to go three. I'm going to go a four out of okay. five. All right. I, I did really enjoy this movie. I'm not, I wouldn't rush to rewatch it, but like I would rewatch this film. Yeah. Like 1984, I would not rewatch nope. at all. Mm-mm. Man of Steel, I would rewatch a lot. I thought Man of Steel was really good. Um, I would watch Zack Snyder's Justice League again. I would. It's um, four hours. Not in one sitting. <laughs> like um, I'd watch it over two days, and um, I would rewatch the Suicide Squad. Yes. I would not rewatch the original Suicide Squad. Nah. Uh, well, no. I mean, maybe like if I just wanted to watch something crap. Um, <laughs> Uh, but this is a movie I would rewatch. Oh, I think actually I forgot to say Shazam is one is in the in the top movies of DC. Yeah, the first Shazam is uh, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's good. Uh, they showed a trailer for the new one at the cinema as well, which I had yep. seen already. But um, I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, I I am looking forward to watching the Flash movie to see where it sits. And then I'm hoping I w- I used some. to be so excited about the Flash movie, and then it has just. I don't. I don't even know what to say about. I oh, know. I don't know. Like, I hope. I, I hope by the time it comes out, they've sorted it out. Um, Ezra Miller. They need to do something. Yeah. I mean, look. You know, Spider Man: No Way Home. They brought in Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield. Let's be honest. If Tom Holland had to disappear, they could just bring one of those in now. Um, 
Unless maybe no, what I was gonna say is yeah. with the flash, maybe they should just you do could call like that. Grant Gustin. Like you yeah, just say you look. literally could call him. Like at the end of Flashpoint, if Ezra Miller's Flash goes and Dies. winds up in like another universe or multiverse, and, and then we end up, up switching and then we get Grant Gustin. Yeah, no, nobody would be upset I, I, about I, that. I, oh yeah, I think people would actually be happy now. Yeah, nobody like, would be people, upset about that. People will get it, and I'm sure Grant Gustin will be happy too. Just I'm an sure FYI, DC, since you guys seem to be fucking everything up behind the scenes, like. Well, well, no, they might be okay now. I think I've got a lot. My faith has been restored with Black Adam. I just want to see if they can follow through. Now. Yeah, yeah. Don't rush it. Uh, don't rush us to that big showdown between Black Adam and Superman just yet. Uh, let us let us have some build up, DC. That's my fear. That is my fear. Yeah, like gotta have some build up. My... You can't put like just like with the the Godzilla MonsterVerse, like. We didn't get Godzilla vs. Kong in the first film. That was the third film. Yeah. We we need the build up to the big battle. Like you can't just give us the big guys at the very beginning. I am worried that they're gonna f this up. But Black we'll Adam see. was a good movie. I just hope that they have a good follow through. So at the moment, Black Adam's four out of five. If they go and f it up, I'll go change that score. But right, <laughs> so like, uh, anyway, next episode we are going to review Thirty Days of Night. Don't worry. We got you covered um, for Halloween. Yeah, so and you can follow us on social media, Geeks and Niches on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So. And you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Google Podbean, and Apple Spotify. We are everywhere. So please give us a five star review and tell your geeky friends. And tell them the men in black sent you. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> touche. Good journey. Bye. <laughs>